Rusty Quill presents. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Selling a little? or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay. This is entry 3116. Titled... Halloween Candy, written by an exchange member going by the name Priestess of Spiders, recorded by Cole Weavers.
Everyone knows the horror stories. Razor blades, hallucinogens, rat poison, all disguised in candy just waiting for innocent children to gobble them up. It's all nonsense, of course. Sure, there are a few isolated incidences where some sicko does something like that, but the whole tainted candy myth is an enormous exaggeration at best. No. The reason I say you should check your kid's candy is very, very different. It was the Halloween of 09. I was only 14 years old. I was on the cusp of being ever so slightly too old for it to be socially acceptable to go trick-or-treating. So, I aimed to make that night the biggest haul yet. My costume was elaborate. A zombie with a full face mask, claw gloves, and a chest piece that would drip fake blood at the push of a button. I'd learned from experience that the more detailed the costume, the more candy you get. I was going to hit every house that I could. I expected to get so much that I even brought one of those big black garbage bags to hold the candy in. I was going to make it a night to remember. It was, but but not for the reasons I had hoped. I couldn't tell you which house I got it from. That's something that has always bugged me. My bag was so full, and I'd visited so many houses that it was all just a blur. At the end of the night, I was sorting my candy into piles. A small mound of chocolate bars some plastic-wrapped gummy candies, dozens of lollipops, and more. As I reached into the central pile of unsorted candy, I found something unusual. It looked like a chocolate bar of some sort, but one I'd never seen before. The wrapper was greenish-yellow in coloration, with a two-armed cartoon worm giving a thumbs-up and winking. The label was in some other language. The symbols didn't correspond to any Latin letters that I recognized, and at first I thought it was maybe in Russian, but the script wasn't quite right. I'd seen what Cyrillic letters looked like from some video games and movies, and this this looked a little different. Raising an eyebrow, I opened the wrapper, curious to see what was inside. It looked like my initial guess was right. It did seem to be a chocolate bar of some sort with little white orbs embedded in its surface, kind of like how some candies had pieces of nut. I gave it a bite. I was pleasantly surprised to find it was utterly delicious. To this day, I think that it was the best chocolate I've ever had in my entire life. Being a 14-year-old, I didn't have the best impulse control. I gobbled the whole thing down in about 30 seconds, tossing the wrapper aside and searching for more in the pile of unassorted candy. I didn't find any more, though. I figured I'd ask around at school, bringing the wrapper to see if anyone else had gotten lucky. Maybe I could even offer some of my less enticing candy as a trade. After finishing my sorting, needing a few more pieces of candy, I finally headed off to bed my stomach full and my heart happy. It had been such a good day. The next morning, I made sure to pack the empty chocolate bar wrappers so I could ask around at school. During recess and lunch, I asked nearly the entire school about the chocolate, but I only found three other people who got one. 
and, like me, they had immediately eaten the entire thing. I still remember their names. Jeremy, a lanky, bespectacled kid from my chemistry class. Ashley, a girl with dyed blue hair who I'd seen around but never really talked to. And Lee, a track and field athlete who I shared math class with. They all agreed that it was by far the best chocolate that they had ever had, and had also been hoping to find some more. None of them remembered which house gave them the chocolate bar either. I was a little sad, but ultimately it wasn't the end of the world for me. It was just some candy after all. It took a few weeks for me to notice anything strange. One morning, I woke up to find myself feeling extra thirsty. It felt like I had been walking in the desert for days, so I immediately got up to go get something to drink. Normally with breakfast, I would have milk or orange juice, but that day I decided I would just have a big glass of water. And then another and another. After three glasses, I was finally satisfied. My mom eyed me with confusion. Feeling a little dehydrated, honey? She asked. I'm not sure why, I just felt really thirsty this morning. I responded. She smiled and said smugly, Well, at least it's not soda or energy drinks. Those things will rot your teeth, you know. I rolled my eyes and finished my breakfast, getting ready for school, bringing two bottles of water with me. That day during chemistry class, our teacher announced that Friday would be a school-day-long field trip to the local lake, where a fish and wildlife representative would talk about the native ecosystem and the environmental impact of pollution. It wasn't mandatory, but students who went and wrote a paper about it would get extra credit. The teacher said that anyone who wanted to go should raise their hand, and instantly, I found myself lifting mine. Jeremy did too. I detected the faintest hint of confusion on his face. I also felt a little bewildered. I'd never really been particularly interested in environmentalism or anything like that. And it's not like I needed the extra credit. But something about the field trip seemed to call to me. Like I was meant to go there. The rest of the week passed agonizingly slow. I found myself constantly thinking about the lake, about its cool green waters rippling gently in the breeze. Every morning I would wake up thirstier than the last until my mom was starting to grow concerned about my water intake. About one of those huge water bottles that athletes use and I noticed that Jeremy and Ashley had as well. Lee already had one, but I noticed him drinking from it more than normal in math class. Finally, Friday came around and a small number of students going to the lake got into the school bus. I couldn't help but notice Lee and Ashley were coming too, but I was quickly distracted by the thought of the lake. I'd never been one for water. It was fun to go to the pool once in a while, sure, but I'd never been obsessed over it. However, all I could think of during the bus ride to the lake was how good it would feel to just dive into its shimmering waters to sink all the way to the bottom and stay there surrounded by fish. When we finally arrived, the fish and wildlife guy had us all sit down on the grass. 
He told us about pH levels, showed us a preserved frog with too many legs, and passed around photos of some of the garbage he had found on the water's edge. I wasn't paying attention, though. I was just staring out at the lake, hypnotized by its gentle waves. I thought about how nice it would feel on my skin and in my mouth. Before I knew what I was doing, I was standing up, walking towards the lake. I could faintly hear the chaperone yelling at me to come back and some of the other students murmuring in confusion, but I wasn't focused on that. It was just background noise. The sound of the lake filled my ears. I was vaguely aware that I wasn't alone in my march towards the lake. Jeremy, Ashley, and Lee were all walking with me, similarly fixated. I felt my tennis shoes sink into the cold waters We kept walking onward. As I kept moving forward, the water went up to my knees. Then my thighs, my waist, my chest, my neck. Finally, my head was fully submerged and I looked out into the murky gloom, not even trying to hold my breath as I inhaled the lake water. Then came the sudden realization of what was happening. Where I was, it was as if I had been a puppet whose strings were suddenly cut. I was fully aware of the fact I was drowning. Then came the pain. I could feel wriggling under my skin. A burning, itching pain like needles shooting up inside my flesh. I looked down and saw long, pallid worms erupting from out of my skin like moles digging out of the earth. I tried to scream. My mouth once again flooding with water as one of them squirmed out from underneath my eyelid. Dozens of them, maybe hundreds, all came writhing up as they burrowed through my flesh. The pain was unbearable, and my vision started to fade to black as I passed out from a combination of agony, terror, and a lack of oxygen. I woke up in the hospital, my parents standing over me, their eyes filled with concern. I felt so tired, but thankfully not thirsty at all. When they realized I was awake, my mom smothered me with hugs and kisses while my dad just started sobbing with relief. I asked about the others, the three students who went into the lake with me, but they didn't make it. There was only time to rescue one of us. The doctors were at a loss to explain the puncture wounds all over my body, but said it wasn't anything too severe and that I should be able to recover with some pain medicine and antibiotics. I didn't tell them about the worms. I knew I wouldn't be believed anyway, and I didn't want to end up locked away in some institution. As it was, I already had to get therapy sessions, and got put on some antidepressants. Apparently, the authorities cooked up some story about a suicide pact between Jeremy, Ashley, Lee, and myself. I played along with the story to the therapist, talking about feeling overwhelmed at school and whatnot, but but it was all nonsense. I wasn't depressed, at least not before this happened. I did some independent research trying to figure out what happened to me. What I found was startling. 
there is a phylum of worm called hematomorpha, also known as horsehair worms. They typically infect insects growing inside them and controlling their central nervous system to make them jump into water and drown. Once the host leaps into the water, the worm burrows its way out of its host, continuing its life aquatically to find a mate and lay eggs. There are a few cases of accidental infection of humans, but there is no recorded evidence of them ever manipulating a mammal the same way they control insects. I also found something else out. A few weeks after Halloween every year, like clockwork, there is a spike in children deaths due to drowning. It's not enough to be noticed by most people, but it is obvious once you're looking for it. So, I'll say it again. Always check your kids' Halloween candy. If you find a greenish-yellow chocolate bar with writing in a language you've never seen before, don't let them eat it, no matter what. Tiny Terrors is an anthology horror podcast produced by Pulp Audio and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. This episode was directed by Cole Weavers with sound production and editing by Mike Lebeau. To find additional information or to join our Patreon for additional content and ad-free episodes, visit our website, www.tinyterrorspod.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Tiny Terrors Pod. Or join the Pulp Audio Discord by clicking the link in the description below. Rate and review us on Spotify and Apple. And finally, thanks for listening. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium.